Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Laxflow Podcast with me, your host, O'Brien Daly. And today we have a very special guest for this episode, a Miss Callie Kessler. Great to have you here, Callie. Thank you for having me here. So, just for, uh, now you're our first uh, women's lacrosse player that we've actually had on the show. And um, that's, um, I, I'll admit, it's my bit of, bit of my fault. I've been lacking in the <laughs> women's lacrosse talking department. So, uh, you know, give the listeners just a little bit of background uh, for, with your lacrosse. Um, so, I started playing in second grade. And we didn't really have a second grade team, so I had to play on the third grade team. So then um, I played ever since. In sixth grade is kind of when I started to do club and go to like tournaments with coaches and stuff like that. So I was doing tournaments like that. And then one of the big tournaments I had was in high school at Florida. And that's kind of when all the coaches see you. And I actually committed late to Bana's. Um, because I was going to go somewhere else, and then last minute I decided I wanted to look elsewhere, and then I came to Bonas for um, my official visit, and I really just like fell in love with the campus, and now I'm here. So, what like what drew, drew you to Bonas exactly? Um, honestly, once I stepped on campus, I was a little nervous because I am like six and a half hours away from home, so it is a kind of a far drive for me. So I was like, I don't know if I want to be that far. And it honestly felt like I wasn't even away from home. It's like a big community here, and all the lacrosse girls were super nice. Even all their friends that I got to meet, the coaches, they kind of just made sure like, if you need something, we're here to do that for you. Like, that's our job here. And I kind of just fell in love with it on that aspect of it's kind of like a home away from home and that's the kind of team I love to be around and like to know that exists that is always there for you and it like will make you a home when you're far away from it me being I'm from New uh, New York I'm from a small town called Pena and mentioned it many times on the show so it's only from Bonaventure it's only about an hour 40 away so I never really made and my old college was only an hour away so it's just you know, I never been that far from home, so I don't really know the experience because I could take like it bare. It's not even a day trip. It's yeah, just, you could it, go there and back in the day, and it's not a big deal. But mine would be like, I even try to go home for a weekend, and it doesn't really work out because it's like yeah, it's you're tough. traveling so much. Yeah. For it. So you mentioned you're from Connecticut. Uh, that's a I'd say that's a pretty big up there on the lacrosse scale for states like that participate in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, New England's huge mm-hmm. with lacrosse. Um, I. We're, like, about 45 minutes away from the Mass border, so we play a lot of, like, Mass Elite, those teams who just, like, are filthy, play at Boston College, all that stuff, so it was kind of a good experience playing with those Massachusetts teams, being from Connecticut, because it's, like, the highest level of competition you're going to get, so it kind of gets you prepared for the college play, even when you're still in high school. Yeah, and, like, that was one big thing our, my high school coach was big about was, like, giving us the best going against the best play, uh, teams we could. Like, he we he took us out of our conference just so we could, like, he could travel us around. Like, we, and we would always, I can't remember if it was a spring break thing or a February break thing because we had both. We would go to Albany every year and play a team there. It, it varied, but we'd mm-hmm. always try to play, like, a top team there just because. It makes you a better player. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. Now, granted, I rode the bench pretty much both those times mm-hmm. I, I went, but it definitely, you could tell it made people better. And, like, just, you know, with 
lot more intensity and all that. And speaking of my home opinion, though, actually one of uh, Courtney Laffler, who played for the women's team, actually is now one of your assistant coaches. Yes, she is one of my assistant coaches. I'm actually pretty close with her. She's a very great coach. Shout out to Courtney. Uh, Shout out Courtney. <laughs> uh, she's yeah. It's just it's really it's, makes me think though just how Penny and like lacrosse really reaches a lot of different. Mm-hmm. We have coaches. We've had people coach and players from all different pl- places go everywhere, and it's just it just that just shows just how much like my hometown is really spread out but um it's just cool and I was really excited when I found out she was actually going to coach here like her sister told me it's like oh yeah she's gonna be coaching at St. Bonaventure and I, and I was pretty elated because I was like hey another uh Penyan kid kid is going to Bonaventure for um to do something lacrosse related so I thought that was pretty cool she's been actually a great asset to our team this year because um, we actually just had our other assistant coach leave, so mm. we would have been left just with only one coach, so that's a lot of work for just one coach to deal with, so it's great having her, and she's also basically, like, like the mom. She, mm-hmm. like, like, if you need to go cry in her office, you need something, you need to call her, like, she's always, like, wanting to help everyone on our team, no matter who they are, what they're going through, and she's super understanding, too, so it's awesome to have her. What does she uh, mainly focus on, like with coaching? Does she do more offense or defense? Or both? Yeah, she's uh, she was an attacker. Yeah. In college, and she in, had, in high school she was too. So she yeah, had like over a hundred points in one season, breaking like I think only two Division two athletes have ever done that or something. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And she, yeah, she works with attack, and I'm an attacker, so I work with her closely. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, and that was my position too in high school was attack. So that's pretty. So like I kind of I get the, like the connection and everything. And one thing I want to bring up is um, well, a couple episodes ago we had a uh, men's lacrosse goalie Conan Lynch on, and he talked about how his dad used to teach him to practice like with a girls lacrosse stick, like because mm-hmm. obviously like the difference is just, and they're tinier. It's no po- It was because of the no, no pocket, pocket thing. Yeah. And he's like once, and he said was said something like once his dad told him. Once you get a hand like cradle with with this, then you like you're oh like, yeah. And I thought that was so smart because it really is. It's very different because honestly, when I get my um, new stick every year, it's literally a tennis racket. Like mm. the ball just goes in and right out until yep. you like you have to put like a ball in and then put knives in so it just kind of forms that pocket. <laughs> it takes a long time to get the pocket in like the sweet spot you want it. Yeah, I never, I can never have. A, my stick right now is fine, like, for the way I play. I I did, I was, like, I talked to him about it as well, like, just different ways to make my game slightly better. Like, my stick head is actually a defense's head, mm-hmm. defenseman's head, because it's wider. So, like, it's not close enough. So when I go for, like, try to actually catch the ball, it's not hitting off the, the like, just, like, the side as much as actually going in. I made sure I got really soft mesh, because softer mm-hmm. mesh does help, like... With the pole on it. Yeah, and I did, like, just... And little tic tac things like I cut off my elbow pads to make them easier to like just like not little it, things. Yeah, it's it's not cheating. It's just like it's just like little things to help you a little to give you a little yeah, a little push. Yeah, um, obviously some would probably call it bad habits, but <laughs> uh, like really, what do you like? What really? It's not that bad. But and coming here to St. Bonaventure, I've I've, get, I've been given the I got the chance to actually call games on ESPN Plus for the school, and the first lacrosse games I did were uh, women's across, and I didn't and it I was stunned just to f- find out just how much little I really knew like just the little stuff like draws instead of face-offs stuff like that I did the restraining lines are yeah different. I didn't um 
I knew like the like the penalty shootouts and stuff like that. I knew about that and stuff, but I, I still I never like it's little stuff like that. It was just and it was, it was different to commentate because like um, one big thing with guys across is is contact. Obviously, like you can talk like about big hits and like just how like but with girls across you you just can't. You, and if there is, then it's a whistle. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's a tougher one. It's an it's a fun sport to watch, but it's a it's tougher to commentate on. Yeah, there's a lot of differences in men's and women's lacrosse. Like, the, even the field length is shorter with wh- where you place the goals. Yep. Uh, the restraining line is not the half. It's um, the two ones on the side. So it's just super different. And the time you need to get down the field is different. It's, it's a very different game. I think men's is a little faster game. Yep. Um, just because of the length of the field and everything. And you kind of, like, go down. You can, like, rip a shot right when you go down if you have the chance but women's you kind of set up more it's all it's more about something i respect with them it's more about it's not so much about the power of the shot obviously it's about the quickness of it yeah and, and the that, placement yeah and that was something um I, and i was something i was big with high school like because of the when i did have a goal and high in high school it was um it was always a quick shot it was i would get like i would call as fast as i could and then just like try to pop in as quick because that's what I, I knew because I could never rip it that well and if I if I did wind it up it was it was going 20 yards like <laughs> away from it I was never that accurate so that's something I've always respected with it yeah we're we do a lot of cuts and yep. planned plays like we whip the ball around the horn which they call it like just sort of in a circle mm. and then we kind of like set up where like we can move so they can drive and we do a lot of cuts and feeds in a quick shot. Yeah, a lot more footwork. I mean, granted, there's a lot, obviously, a ton of footwork in men's, but I, I, I do notice a little, there's a sense of more quickness, I guess you could say. And with, more, I think, a little bit more movement from yeah. the off players who don't have the ball. Right. And and I also talked about on an earlier episode, what's a better shot, a strong and powerful or quick and accurate uh, just because yeah, it's something I've always thought about because I knew kids in high school, like even, this was like middle school, they would take sidearm shots, underarm shots, you know, and completely biff the goal every single time pretty much and they'd get yelled at like, oh, you're not good enough to do those shots and they would and they would still try and it's just like, like, obviously I get practicing with it but it's like also pretty annoying during games when like you could have like a, a like, get a great goal. look. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, um, it's a little different with men's, but definitely for women's, I think you want a more of like a quick, accurate shot. Like placement is key. Faking out the goalie. We do a lot of fakes. Mm -hmm. So like you fake high, shoot low. And And the only time you really use a powerful shot realistically in a game, it depends on the player, um, is like in an eight meter. Like you can wind up and rip it. Yeah, and the fake high shoot, and that's like that's synonymous. With like that was something we were always taught back. Like my coach always taught, Coach Hobart always taught us fake high shoot low because it was it, it did work. I mean, I would I would always shoot low. I never faked, but like you know, I would because bounce shots obviously are just so important and like some obviously they don't always work. Obviously, depending on the field you're on, but like it was just, that was just it did work when you faked high and shoot low. Unless the goalie was very very good, usually it was going in. Yeah. It was- we get yelled at in practice if we don't fake. So it's like they drill it into us, like, mm. you need to fake because, yeah, like, maybe the goalie one time you're going to get away from it, but when we play A-10 teams, you need a fake. You're not going to be able to put the ball by the goalie without a fake in it. Right. And so 
Now, you mentioned that you were out all last year with a torn meniscus. What exactly was that like? Um, it was hard. Um, I was really excited coming in freshman year. I got through a few small groups and then right away tore my meniscus. So I was two weeks into college, far away from home, dealing with an injury by myself. Like, obviously I have my team around me, but I didn't have my parents to be there for me. Um, we decided not to do surgery, so that kind of got me back on my feet quicker but I still do deal with a lot of pain um, with my knees but it was a big mental struggle because I'm out on the field I don't have to worry about anything I'm just focusing on lacrosse but when I'm not doing that I'm just watching everyone I have to kind of sit there and be like I don't have that stress reliever I can't go out and go for a run um, so it kind of did it did affect me a lot but it was great having my team around me because they always checked in on me made sure I was okay especially one of the trainers I became really close with her because I was doing PT and she always was like anytime you need anything I'm here for you so yeah and then obviously always great when with an injury to have like great foundation around you like I mentioned like having just a great team in general like because I never got injured when I was playing sports really I once I had something happen for football and I was out for like two or three weeks and it was like a it was barely nothing so but it you know and not being and I wasn't a starter so it, it, it's weird just being because you're like it's like when you're a starter, obviously you feel like, oh man, like we could, and you lose a game all, like I could have been out there, maybe I could have done something, to, but like when you're bent, you just kind of, it sucks, but like you're just like, I wasn't going to play anyway, so but so that's, yeah, being someone who could actually, you know, get playing time, it's, it's definitely, it definitely like would be a toll mentally to like not, you know, not play with the team you love. Yeah, I, I agree completely, and even coming back this year, I was, I felt like it was, it was new to me because I haven't really been on the field with these people. I haven't really played. I haven't done these things. I haven't gotten to go into a game. So, but it was kind of awesome though. Um, we went to these like scrimmages at Niagara, and I scored like my first goal. And like the whole entire bench were jumping in the air. Everyone was so excited for me. And that was kind of the moment where I was like, I got past all of it. Like yeah. that was the best moment. I've ever really had, honestly. Yeah, that I I get the feeling. I remember the first, like literally the first time I scored a goal. Everyone was this going off, and like my mom, my mom of all per people missed it, like because she had her back turned for something, or like, and when she got back, she's like, "Oh, what happened? What happened?" I was like, "Oh," and our friends had to tell her what happened, and no, it was pretty funny. And when I got back to the bench, um, the coach was like, "Oh, how's that? You know, worth it? You know, worth it?" It was, it was a great feeling, and and it never goes away. I still um, like have it too, like. Yeah, I have a I, video I, of mine too. I was no, I like I. Oh, you had the ball. I made sure. Yeah, I got the ball. I'm fairly certain it was the actual ball, and I wrote out a first goal. Oh, the date and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And because I know it's a little cheesy, but I was like, I was like, I, I gotta keep it. It was Obviously. my first goal. And then like two minutes after, I got my first yellow card. Yeah. So. What'd you do? Um, the girl. Um, we were like right next to each other and I was shooting around the goalie and she ran right into me but then the refs didn't call anything and then the girl was like I'm hurt and then they called a yellow wow that's kind of so yeah everyone was a little mad I that. don't I never got a penalty or anything I, I remember I yard sailed the kid I remember and it, after that goal because I was like I was still on top of the world and yeah. the kid was hanging the stick very low well. like badly bad like bad cradle not running very fast and I'm running up behind him and I guess the practice all kind of clicked, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I look at my stick, and I kind of like, oh, I could just, you know, I like wind up and just uh, bring it. I thought my stick was going to break. I did it so hard, 
and put it dropped it got the ground ball and I was like huh so that's so that's what it feels like to actually like play really good you know so I get so yeah when you get to actually play it's just it's one and do like something for your team it's like one of the best feelings yeah. you could ever get and it definitely outweighs like the bad times like everyone oh, yeah. has bad times with sports like mm-hmm. everyone goes through it and then but like those moments on the field or those moments in the locker room those are like what makes it worth it I mean that's like one that's a, I think the definition of a true like great athlete is like even with bad moments you still rise up to the occasion and you know you gotta be some, there for your team yeah right? and pull, so, pull off something great for, for them yeah definitely no, actually, it's funny you mentioned Niagara. I didn't realize till like, you, literally two days ago that they didn't have a men's lacrosse team, which I thought was good. I swear on my life I thought they did. No, because I think... I don't. They have like, a club team, I know. Yeah, but. because the women's team, I know a few players on the women's team, but um, yeah, I knew they didn't have a men's team because we usually just play Canisius. We don't... Because sometimes we play Niagara and Canisius. Right. But then the men's team never did, so... I know, yeah, Canisius has a men's team. I know that yeah. and stuff like that and my actually high school coach he went there he went to Canisius too my head coach for um Bonas uh played there for yeah he didn't play lacrosse there he played football mm-hmm. it wasn't D1 at the time when it doesn't really matter but um yeah so something else I we thought we'd talk about is um a couple weeks ago uh was the Super Sixes tournament and that included uh both men's and women's teams competing and that was uh obviously that's a big deal for men's lacrosse like getting in the uh olympics i what do you think like it was was it i would 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 you say it was a good thing for women's lacrosse in general or i i did think that it was uh awesome thing kind of just pushed the game out onto that level and sixes looks awesome because it's kind of a little mix with bots lacrosse a mm-hmm. little bit because that's exactly short. what i thought when i read the rules first i was like oh this is just box, yeah. box lacrosse but outside yeah and actually uh someone on the men's team played in it you know brett dobson oh yeah yeah no yeah i, I talked about it yeah and i was like that was and i mentioned how cool it was because he was playing against like lyle thompson yeah. and Ty thompson and all yeah all we the, all thought that was often we I, all watched it yeah that was cool and um i, I like i love box across i did i talked about it i uh i played it every summer because we had a box like camp kind of thing everyone would go to and play during the summer and it's and that was something obviously uh, the girls would play like they had girl mm-hmm. date like times for girls to play but obviously it's it was different. It, it was just it was girls across but in a box it, it was because yeah. like obviously with box across you're you're boarding guys and stuff it's like hockey obviously but with the cross yeah we have um we have a few canadians on our team and yeah. that's huge in canada oh yeah it's like, so a lot of them originally started off with box mm-hmm. lacrosse and then some didn't even like play until like they actually started like high school and stuff and went when, onto the field yeah and when i talked about and i was when i did an episode on the history of the cross um because it's a uh, native american heritage yes. month month so and when i talked about that like i i talked about the history of feel like just feel across and then i brief and then i did talk a bit about the uh box across and just like how that came to be and it was and that grew to like even and it talked about like the articles i looked at just how much it grew more popular than regular cross and i kind of get it like i mean i've stated that the buffalo bandits um i think will sell out the sabers a couple of times this year for fans i 100 percent believe it like just, it's, it's a mix between like a little bit of hockey and a little lacrosse it's and... fun it's i mean like we talk about like lacrosse i've always been told is the fastest game on two feet and it's and that's exactly what bo- box lacrosse, it's just that but like 
the the fun parts of hockey, like extra hitting. Yeah. People don't like it, but the fighting and stuff like that. I like, like the fighting. I was going to say, I like, like, really, the people, I mean, because they say it's like, oh, it shouldn't be part of the game, but I'm like, really, you can't tell me the original ones didn't have, like, yeah. like you, they were, there was definitely fights and stuff. Oh, definitely. But it's, I think, I definitely think, I don't know, I know if, well, if men's lacrosse definitely gets in the Olympics, women's lacrosse is sure to follow. Yeah, I agree with that. It's going to, because they can't not do that. But I don't know who's going to end up winning it, like, like um, once we get there. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, most people would say that the U.S. men's could win it. Yeah. All but for women's, I think it would be a little bit more of a contest. I agree. Because um, the teams are a little, like, no team, I think, has a chance to really run away with it. So, like, I it's think... It's more even level. Yeah, I could see Canada, honestly, winning out the U.S. And I could see you, you, you the... You record the they call uh, it's now the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. They or that's what they've been going with lately mm-hmm. with their teams. Um, could honestly win it too. So it's 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 and I like I like it when it's not just a sure thing. I like it when it. Granted, obviously, do I want the U.S. to win? Obviously, yeah. but like it'd be good to see some competition. Yeah, too. I I because that's a good sign of a good game. Because I also like I kind of been rooting for the Ireland national team a little bit too. Um, since I found out that they had a team, I had no idea they. Even yeah, had no, a team. there were so many teams. I talked about that, um, world, like lacrosse and around the world, and just how many different countries have a team, and like how technically, if you're like part of this like heritage, you could play for that team. Since I'm half Irish, I could actually play for them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Would sick. Yeah, that would be cool. yeah, and like um, and it's really, and Italy has a team. I could play for them too if I wanted to. It's so that's kind of. And it kind of, I, I feel like in an Olympic sense, that might make it a little hard because you're not, yeah. you have to be from that country, but, and so it might be tough for some teams to actually field people, but besides that, I think that's pretty cool. I agree, yeah. So on that note, it looks about time to wrap things up. Uh, Callie, any last words for you? Uh, go Bonas, and thank you for having me. Uh, no, thank you for coming on. It was, it was a great pleasure. And until next time, remember to keep your sticks high. See ya.